This is the Kratom Science Journal Club with Dr. Jonathan Cachet, neuroscientist and expert in psychopharmacology. In each episode, we discuss an article in a peer-reviewed journal. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. So this is, we're looking at a case report of Kratom-induced psychosis from Curious, uh, I guess it's a web journal, and this is, was published in June of 2021, um, and this is a team from uh, West Virginia School of Medicine Department Ooh, of Psychiatry. Um and I think as far as I could tell, it's a, like a team of uh, medical students that did this. Um, yeah, Psychiatry, West Virginia University School of Medicine in Martinsburg, West Virginia. It's a guy that shows up at the ER with uh, some symptoms of psychosis. Um, he's a 43-year-old white male with a history of post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, and chronic primary adrenal insufficiency. Um, and he shows up at the ER. He hasn't slept. Uh, he presents with psychosis and insomnia, considered secondary to acute kratom intoxication. Uh, whatever that means, really. Um, and he hasn't slept in seven days. Yeah, yeah, five or seven. Seven days by the time he showed up to the hospital. He, I think his symptoms started after five days of no sleep, which, yeah. Um, <laughs> so why isn't... Con- <laughs> I, I, I guess we'll get to that first. Like, why isn't this considered sleep psychosis? Because I, I looked up all of his other... Um, symptoms and stuff that he's gone through with psychosis. Just, just I didn't look at the studies, but I just did a PubMed search. If you put in PTSD psychosis, you get 1,118 results. If you put tra- traumatic brain inj- injury psychosis, you get 265 results. Uh, if you put in prim- primary adrenal insufficiency, you get 38 results. And... Um, and insomnia and psychosis, you get 722 results. Uh, this is in PubMed? Yeah, they, these are all PubMed searches for each of his other gotcha. uh, uh, symptoms. So that's that's basically the, the question is, I mean, he has all these other things, and they kind of ruled him out later, but, the, but to me it's like whatever induced the lack of sleep is probably what caused the onset of psychotic symptoms. Especially the hallucination, hallucinations. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, I've been up for two days or three days, and I'm starting to, like, see people in trees and hear things. Like, up for seven days, I can't imagine the uh, auditory and visual, visual hallucinations that you would go through just solely because you you haven't slept. Like, your nervous system, I think, you know, I think it's coming out. It's been out for the past couple of years. People talk about it. But essentially, like, sleep is one of the most important things for the health of your nervous system full stop like period that's the deal mm. um but yeah yeah you know i think before i you know i i've i've read papers like this before and we're on the creative science podcast and everybody knows generally like what 
where we, how we come at things. And um, I, I, I try my best, especially with these papers to go in them agnostic. Like I don't want to go into it looking for problems. I want to just take it at face value, what they've put out, um, which is how I went into this one. But you know, it's not how I ended up. That's for sure. So he had, it says his present presentation was suspicious for bipolar type one, uh, severe agitation and prompted the VA to give him haloperidol and, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that word, but it's basically Benadryl. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Why would they give, do you know why would they give him Benadryl? Maybe just in case he was having some kind of allergic reaction. I think just to try to calm them down without giving them benzos. Um, mm-hmm. Hepardiol is an antipsychotic. Um, I think that um, out of necessity, you just sort of have to, you know, start with with stuff that wouldn't potentially cause another problem. And I think if they, if you present in the ER and you're sort of delusional, so you'll get the hepardiol, but then. I think they maybe want to see if they can get him to sleep or calm down, but they don't have labs back. They don't know what else could possibly be in his system. So going with uh, the antihistamine is just sort of a safe, does he have an allergic reaction? Yes. So it would cover that. Um, but it would also presumably uh, induce some sort of sedation or a push a nudge in the direction of sedation. And so maybe that's, that's what they were thinking. Yeah, and this guy also had, he was also on medications that he had recently quit, um, I guess after he started using Kratom, and um, uh, he did six tours of duty in the Army, and he had several head injuries, but no prior symptoms um, from the head injuries, Um, and he had low energy, that was from his uh, adrenal disorder. Uh, which is what he was taking the Kratom for. Um, and his typical dose of Kratom was six to eight pills a day. So I looked at the one site that sells, I've ne- I don't usually do capsules, but they're either 600 or 800 milligram capsules. Uh-huh. So eight would be 6.4 grams a day, which is not excessive at all. Even if he was, even if he was, you know, lowballing them, even two or three times that wouldn't be that mm-hmm. excessive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they said um, during the final week, he switched to a bottle, a liquid extract bottle, which is probably one of those OPMS shots. Um, mm-hmm. And it said he consumed the entire bottle of liquid uh, in a week, in that final week where he started to not sleep. However, that would only be a so few he, drops a day. He took it all at once. He took it all at once. Okay. So it was a week prior to his admission. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So I'll let you wrap up, but then I'll give you my sort of like in between the lines on who I think this guy is. So he, he okay. So he took a, he took the bottle and he said he noted increased energy and was able to continue his daily activities without fatigue. As a result, he did not feel compelled to take his medications. So he was on, he was on Cymbalta. Um, hydrocortisone for hormone and um, he had uh, testosterone weekly intramuscular injection and they had him on five milligrams of Adderall per day for energy 
So just take just stopping all of that, which is kind of I mean, Cymbalta's an antidepressant, hydrocortisone's hormone, testosterone, Adderall. That is gonna screw you up, just cold turkey and all that stuff. I I would think it would least affect your sleep patterns. For sure, for sure. I think that I understand where these. Let's. uh, I don't know if they're med students or not. We don't have MDs at the end of the name. So like, let's say where these students were coming from and where you look i'm doctors have a tough job and one of their jobs is to do no harm right and so you have to like consider as many factors as you can and then make an informed decision based on what your factors were and so i think that in the minds of these doctors if they were like true and and coming out of good faith and i think you know we could have a good faith bad faith discussion towards the end but if they, if they determine in their heads that him taking the Kratom directly resulted in him stopping all these meds and because he stopped the meds, he didn't go to sleep, then I think, that you, I think that's the only sort of like um, rationalization that you can make to, to say this is Kratom-induced psychosis. But still then it's even weirder because – the, the kratom didn't induce the psychosis the kratom induced a feeling where he stopped taking his meds and then he didn't go to sleep and those two things caused the psychosis and mm-hmm. so a nuanced difference but that's not what the title of their paper says the title of the paper is a case report of kratom induced psychosis not a case report of a guy who was up for a week because he stopped taking his meds because he felt good because he was on kratom and so you know in our world are of headlines and you know only reading the facebook thumbnails um, the title from this, from this report is a lot different than what the sort of, what is explicitly stated. And, and the case that I made here too, like if they, they never really said because the Kratom caused the, uh, uh, the stopping of the medication and presumably the sleep, therefore we think it's Kratom. They never said that they, they, they keep it like, they keep it a lot tighter than that. Um, but so, you know, I just, that, that was one of the things that, that really bothered me is like, cause I read a sentence that essentially said like, uh, let's see, da, 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 da. it was it, basically like, and he was feeling really bad, um, for a couple of days because of, and I thought it was literally in my head. I read because he didn't sleep. And then it said, because the Kratom. And I was like, wait a second, wait a second here. Yeah. I mean, even the one part, it says, uh, um, it noted his complex medical history. For this reason, it's necessary to delineate the effects of Kratom from other potential sources of psychosis. The timing of symptom onset implies the significance of substance or medication use in his psychosis rather than an exacerbation of his underlying PTSD. It was therefore determined that his confusion and hallucinations originated from his extended period of insomnia. So well, then, why is isn't the so- well, isn't the paper called a case report of insomnia induced psychosis? Then, yeah, and why is that such that that clear statement that we all were assuming at the top on the 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 third page of a three page text paper, like in the second to last paragraph, is where they say it was therefore determined that his confusion and uh, hallucinations originated from his extended period of insomnia, and you know, it's just. Like I said, I try to go in without prejudging, but when you start seeing these things mount up, you're like, what, what was their motivation in writing this? Because they didn't say that anywhere in the beginning. It clearly doesn't say that in the title, but it does. They do sort of admit these things at the end and the conclusion. And it's just like, why? 
you know, why would you do that? Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder it's, if it's just because Kratom uh, is a good headline. Uh, maybe, you know, more people will pay attention to it. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. And so that's all, that would also be sort of like an agnostic um, thing on their end. Okay, so in that case, they're going for clout. They want to write a paper because Kratom is interesting and Kratom will get headlines or they want to study it because it's new and it's interesting. Um, but you would assume that they wouldn't brush over and they, and they didn't, you know, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm just getting too amped up because of this, you know, I was thinking about all this stuff, but when I just see a pile up, it, it drives me wild, but like most of their stuff about Kratom is it's potentially harmful. We don't know anything. This guy came into our ER and was psychotic because of Kratom. Like that's, that's essentially what they're saying. And of course it's more nuanced. They, they present, they did say like, Madrigine uh, didn't show abuse potential. Um, mm -hmm. So they, they're highlighting some things that say like, okay, it could be um, uh, people use it for opiate use reduction. Of note, an opiate reduction was used. Um, but I still think they're very skeptical. And they're saying like without FDA approval, the fact that it's on the DEA list and the fact that this guy, it's, it's very safe for the doctors to say that Kratom caused this psychosis and it's not a paper if you say that it was because of insomnia and because he stopped his meds no duh so yeah. you know then the other, <laughs> my other thing in my mind was just like uh maybe this was an assignment where they had to write a case you know they had to write up some interesting case and they're just go-getters and they wanted to get it published to get a you know a citation it's an open source um article i looked into it a little bit it's an open source journal you know mm -hmm. they do have peer review it was peer reviewed within you know let's say 25 days or something from when it was submitted and there's a um, couple monitoring editors um yeah who, who are mds i think yeah and and you know so i don't know i i gotta maybe i should take take a few good breaths and just calm down a little bit <laughs> i mean just, well i mean it says i mean the one thing i just read about insomnia confusing and hallucinations originated from insomnia but the other part says after speaking with the patient kratom was considered his the most likely cause of acute psychosis and another thing did they test the kratom of course not uh you know and and they they did give him they did give him a blood test, and and the whole thing was he said the onset of the psychosis came on and the insomnia came on before he stopped his meds I think or his meds had never given him problems like that before so that's that's something to consider but the fact I think and the fact that, that he stopped them abruptly while taking this new thing you know didn't help. You're right. You're right. And I, and I so I think the conversation that we're having right now is essentially the conversation that happened in the, in the doctor's office. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not hard and you can't blame them, but it's like, okay, so you did this, you did this and, and this happened, you know, that probably wasn't a good idea doing that. Like if you start the story out with, this is what I did. And then everything else fell from it. Um, and you know, I stopped taking my meds and I didn't sleep after I took this Kratom extract, which I did for the first time. It's very easy. It's very safe to say, well, probably shouldn't have taken that Kratom, huh? that social interaction and that valid advice and like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done that is one thing socially, but to publish it in a paper, almost like making like physiological or biological medical medical claims that those are different from 
the sort of social milieu, the social contact. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to yeah. say X, Y, Z, shouldn't have taken the credit. I'm sorry, bud. And the patient to very easily go like, yeah, that was probably not a good idea. But that doesn't mean that kratom-induced psychosis by any means. I, I don't understand how they call it kratom-induced psychosis. If Why don't they say possible kratom-induced uh, poss- psychosis possibly induced by kratom, at least, like that? Or, or, or Yeah. Their last sentence says... Uh, we present a case of manic psychosis, which is considered to be associated with kratom. So, if that word "associated" was even in the title, it mm-hmm. would be a lot. It would make me a lot less skeptical on sort of like the intents here. Like it's it's very real. They could have pure intents and good faith. They could not. Like you could think of it the other way. Like okay, well, someone asked them to get a report in here. No matter the origination and the intent of the authors. These reports are used by politicians and media to enact drug regulations, no doubt. And mm-hmm. if you think that the, the medical people aren't reading it or are only reading the title, you best believe that the news reports and the journalists, maybe the journalists can be held to a little bit of a higher standard, but the regulators and the politicians are definitely only reading the title. And it doesn't say a case of kratom-associated psychosis. It says kratom-induced, and that's not right. Yeah, and and it's also there's going to be other papers that that uh, reference this for kratom has been known to be contribute to psychosis. I, I've exactly. seen that before. I've 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 done I've done a whole article on hallucinations, and they and some of these some of the references go back to a good study done by one of Dr. McCurdy, the kratom experts earlier studies that he also did on salvia divinorum so it was like kratom mm-hmm. salvia and the paper just had the word hallucinations and kratom in it but he wasn't referring to the kratom but it, but it was subsequent subsequently used in a article that said kratom has said to cause hallucinations reference this article that just has the two words in it so <laughs> you're right yeah that's so not even of, not even know, scientific the, telephone yeah, yeah. for sure you know, and so it always happens that way. I think there's like some PhD comics that essentially say like the first paper was might, should, K probably like should be more looked into. And three references down the line, it's 100% causes this, you know, thing that mm-hmm. happens all the time. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to acknowledge that. It's good to acknowledge that there's not only telephone that gets played with citations. Like so the, the game of scientific citations or citations in any journal is always there's some element of telephone there. And I'm sure you've seen it too, where like there'll be a sentence and that will be a sentence considered in the original paper. But like overall, the conclusion of that paper is shying away from that sentence. Mm -hmm. Um, And that would be an example of scientific cherry picking, which, you know, everybody's guilty of it. It's, you know, science is a human endeavor um, and you need to get citations, you know, in your papers to have them pass muster and you can, you know, with the right Google collection, pull up the papers that are leaning in your direction already. It's, it's up to the authors to try to avoid that confirmation bias. Um, but I think I'm particularly, as I'm talking out loud to all this stuff with you, upset that the peer review editors, like allowed that literally to say the last sentence, a manic psychosis, which considered to be associated with Kratom, to allow the title of the paper to be Kratom-induced psychosis. I think that's on them. 
um, ultimately. I mean, it said, like, this guy went in, he stayed overnight, and uh, apparently he got sleep because he was normal the next day. I think, you know, maybe right. the manager will put him to sleep, and they said he was completely normal, he knew what was going on. That's really what he needed was sleep. I mean, if it was Kratom, if the Kratom caused the psychosis and he was, like, actively psychotic 24 hours before, you'd think... You know, maybe that was enough to uh, get it out of his system, <laughs> but... Well, I, I said, I don't know if we know of any drug that causes psychosis after ingestion and then is still there a week later causing psychosis. It's, it's unheard of. Major depressive disorder was also considered, but onset of ingestion implies some role of kratom and the patient did not have a history of psychosis. Oh, a timeline provided by the patient indicated the onset of the psychosis prior to not taking his medications. He's a vet. He's been over there a million times. He's got TBI, you know, like mm -hmm. from explosions. It sounds like they weren't too serious, but multiple like blasts to the head. He's got a, a hormonal and adrenal imbalances and has presented for depression in mm -hmm. the past at the VA. So it's kind of like, you know, unfortunately, just the case that this is probably like a good uh, example or prototype of many of our soldiers who gone over there, come back and go to the VA. So they put him on the antidepressants. It said that his family left to go on vacation. So he was solo. I think he tried to take the, or he took the Kratom extract and felt so good from it that he stayed up. He probably felt, you know, like um, he's taking five milligrams of Adderall. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's comparable to, I think people who are first taking that to like that sort of like um, dopaminergically fueled lack of pain and euphoria, like busy energy, motivation to work. And so then he likes that, falls into it, stays up. Two days later, he doesn't take his meds. Three days later, he still hasn't gone to bed. Now a result of because of the, the um, stopping the meds and then shows up and presents a very like XYZ sequential story about where it started and now where it's ending. It's, it's like I said, it's very safe. Um, but I mean, that's in my mind, that's sort of like what this guy, the, uh, my picture of this guy, and it's between the lines and I, of course could be wrong, but like, it just seems like he is very typical. Um, he's coming in telling a, telling a story that's very easy to agree with and follow. And then that's the sort of, that's the treatment line that he fell down. Yeah. And, and another thing I, What's thinking about is, you know, could he have taken, uh, you know, got a hold of some meth and just lied about it? Um, I think he might. He he was probably tested for um, other substances. I think they did do a blood test. Um, but yeah, I think a diagnosis of psychosis without a chemical screen, I think, is like okay. almost medical practice. Yeah, you can't. But that's can't but that's that. the thing. Like, I you know, I wish they would have, uh, you know maybe tested uh the stuff he was taking just just to be more thorough and and i think like some of the follow-ups they tried to do he just didn't uh participate because he was probably fine another thing is uh steroid induced psychosis was considered a significant alternative mm -hmm. diagnosis um but the long-term stability of this patient um on his current dose illustrates the appropriateness appropriateness of his regimen for treating his specific condition. My mom actually had steroid-induced psychosis. She was on prednisone, and she couldn't sleep uh -huh. for like two, three weeks and ended up in the psych ward. But uh, it was just like a weird reaction to prednisone where she couldn't um, metabolize it um, properly. But 
that's kind of what I was thinking because he's on a, a hydrocortisone, and um, it just seems like you know having to be on some kind of a steroid every day and then stopping it abruptly wouldn't be a good. Uh, wouldn't no, be a good that thing. would be worse than the antidepressant. You know, the Adderall. I don't think there'd be any physiological uh, like withdrawal symptoms from that small of a dose of Adderall. But um, stopping hormone hormonal therapy almost immediately, and you know, then the antidepressants on top. Uh, maybe if the antidepressants were alone and they were stopped, I, I I haven't come across any like mechanistic papers or stories in my education. Like they always want you to gradually come off of antidepressants, but I don't necessarily know why, as opposed to why we do that with opiate, you know, chronic opiate users, because we know that there's a physiological downregulation of their receptors. And we know that with many antidepressants, there can be a downregulation of serotonin receptors, like just like opiates binding to the receptor all the time and the cell taking them in. That can happen with antidepressants causing um, long-term potentiation or activation of a certain receptor and then it coming in. Um, and so people could definitely like feel like shite and have psychological stuff associated with that as well. But it's not like... Um, you're going to get tremors from alcohol withdrawal or opiate withdrawal and like have physiological things that you just can't control. Everybody's different. Look, and, and I'm all hot and bothered about all this, but I just, um, yeah, I, I got, I, I'll, I'll go back in my quarter, Brian. I'm getting too out of control here. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> Start raining. We'll, we'll have, we'll have another half hour. <laughs> yeah. It's just the, uh, I guess here's why I'm upset. Here's can I can encapsulate why I'm upset. This was a benign interaction that probably happens a lot. And if it was between the, the guy and his doctor and they decided between themselves that, hey, the Kratom extract probably wasn't a good decision. Don't do that again because it could set you down this path. That's maybe not. I mean, that's this. That's the sociological, easy and good recommendation from the doctor now if this guy thinks that he is like biologically at risk because of kratom that's not necessarily the case he could use his hysteria to sort of like make people think that but ultimately it was like a psychological decision for this guy in this situation that was relatively benign right mm-hmm. um then the med school students get a hold of it and almost like at the at the in the abstract, they say this the paper discusses the current kratom use trends uh, in the United States. Oh no, this was okay. No, I'm sorry. It's in the introduction. This paper seeks to bring attention to the to this potential mechanism. So they're saying kratom, kratom use. This potential mechanism for the induction or exacerbating of psychosis. Mm. So that's in the introduction in the first paragraph. And then you go down to their last sentence and they're like, seem to admit it. Well, it's just sort of associated. We wanted to make it, you know, like they seem to, they seem to be very sort of like um, drug hysteria at the beginning of their paper sort of have like maybe gotten a conscience and did some of the research that, on Kratom stuff and the citations they use are, you know, mostly from 2020 onward. There's a few from the early 2010s and there's a wild one from 1983. Um, But it just seems like maybe they, they had this idea. Let's write up a paper. They get to the part where they're doing the discussion and the explanation of Kratom and Kratom studies. And they sort of like get less confident in what they're saying and present a relatively objective review of the data trending towards potentially dangerous, you know, it's not like 
it's not like they're driving that part home. Um, so I, I, what bothers me is that these papers then get titles like Kratom induced psychosis. And these papers are very much used uh, to, in drug hysteria to, to take drugs away from people. And so it goes from a benign sort of um, okay interaction on the one-to-one to this paper that I, I still like question their sort of objectives going into it. And it, and it seems it changes towards the end to being published now. And it says a case report of kratom induced psychosis. And this is where, this is how rules are made. And this is how rules are made with the appearance of being scientifically based. When you go back in the line of the telephone all the way to the original study, the authors didn't intend that. The authors were not really making a case for that. It's getting spun through the telephone to make social changes when, when there's no physiological or medical necessity for physiological changes. Um, so I think that's why I think that's why I get so worked up because like I, this, this stuff is used in, in regulatory conversations. And I've been in those regulatory conversations mm. where like the, the regular, the regulators will say something like, well, this is a kratom, this is a case of kratom induced psychosis. And you're like, okay, I understand why you, you see that because of the title, but let me try to spend like, let me, let me spend a 20 minute conversation on, on the backstory of this paper that I'll try to condense for two minutes. Just so you understand that this doesn't mean creative induced psychosis. What they mean is it was associated with a guy who stayed up for too late and, and didn't take his meds and then presented psychotic as would anyone in this scenario with or mm-hmm. without the kratom, but it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, in the age of fake news, the headline is all that people are taking home and the headlines already out. Let's just even say that the journal article or the authors come back and say, Hey, we thought the title was a little strong. We want to retract it. It doesn't matter because it's already out and it's already being used and people already read it like true mm. or not. This stuff gets twisted down the line. And I think it's something that I have spent like a majority of our professional careers and experience trying to undo the, the harmful social effects that come from the way that these papers get twisted. And so, you know, I have no ill will towards the, the article writers. I think that if anyone's to blame, it's the review editors who allowed this title to fly. Um, but I do have, you know, a strong personal motivation and experience against these sort of things happening in aggregate leading to harmful social effects down the line. And, and I hate to see it and I hate fighting it on a daily basis. And so that, that's why I'm all, all rambunctious about this one. I'm trying to get yeah. people to read like abstracts at least. I'm like, it, like you, if you have a high school education, you can read an abstract. You might have to look up, look up a couple words, and but that that'll be inform you better than like a news source. Uh, but then you have to go one one more level more deeply into that. Oh, if this is the only it, article somebody read about a kratom. They would be like, oh, that stuff makes you crazy. It's like PCP. The, 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 yeah. Exactly. And the, and the vaccine um, skepticism, I think, is a great example of how this the same mechanisms at play here, where let's say your uncle got the shot and then two weeks later had a heart attack. And so in your mind, it doesn't even matter if it did, was or wasn't caused by the vaccination. When you tell the story, someone will go, oh, do you know anybody that had any bad effects from the vaccine? Yes, my uncle had a heart attack two weeks later. That's, 
correlation, not causation, but it doesn't matter. And that sentence is out there and let the telephone game begin. You know, yeah, like that's yeah. exactly how it happens. And let's say all of that is even true at the case level. And let's say that this guy took Kratom, who he's been taking it for quite some time, or at least a year now, hasn't had any psychotic episodes, but takes a, a different, it takes a liquid method of administration wouldn't lead to such drastic change in effects, but let's say it did. Let's say he got psychosis from taking this liquid, even though there's no real sort of basis for that or whatever. I won't qualify it anymore. This is N equals one. Not uh, enough, not a sufficient threshold to base public health policy on um, for the entire population. It then becomes a statistics issue. And you know, like you know, who's the least interested in hearing about statistical issues, politicians and the general public. They don't care. Uncle, vaccine, heart attack, all they heard, not changing. That's what they're telling their friends next time they get asked if they know anybody that had harmful vaccine effects. And so, you know, like, got to knit this stuff in the butt before it gets out there. But that's, it's a great example of how Kratom causes psychosis is the same as vaccines causing heart attacks. Um, telephone yeah. and lack of digger deeping into the, the you know the true the medical um information on it so i was thinking of this other one where this guy had uh he was taking wellbutrin and he took kratom and and had i think it was like an eye wobble they said it was like a optical uh-huh. seizure or whatever they called it um so yeah. i looked up kratom and seizures because i was looking for that one i think that's older it's like 2018 but this one's from 2020 a case of kratom-induced seizures, and the same two edit, same magazine, Curious, and the same two monitoring editors, uh, Alexander Mjuksevic, Mjuksevic, oh, really? and John R. Adler, the same two guys. So it's called a kratom, a case of kratom-induced seizures, and you know, now it's just another case theory, study. I, yeah, my blame on the journal and its editors is now. You know, it, it's like I, I, everyone's guilty of the same things, but it's conspiracy theorists. It's like that was some confirmation bias there. That means what I was saying was even more true. You know, I don't know, but I just I don't know why. I don't know why titles like this get to get published. And if it's at the uh, level of the journal or the um, editors, it's like, did anyone like ask them for any recent cases of kratom induced psychosis that they may have needed in order to justify a change in policy because you know the who got shut off at this angle and then they got <laughs> shut off at this angle it, it i don't know that's a, it's conspiracy sort of nonsense but after a time after like after you see this over and over again it's hard to think it's hard to think otherwise it, you know it's not guilty until proven innocent it's it's um you know, these in aggregate are causing the problem that we're all fighting against. And, uh, you know, I don't know. So it, it is, uh, it's unfortunate, but that, that's, that's what happens. So this guy, this guy was a 27 year old uh, psychiatric history, uh, anxiety disorder, ADHD, benzodiazepine, opiate use disorder. And then when he was drinking uh, three to four eight milliliter bottles of Kratom, I assume extract daily for one and a half years to self-medicate anxiety after losing health insurance. So he was diagnosed as having a seizure secondary to Kratom use. uh, And his seizure was... 
he went to smoke outside his house when his brother found him swinging his arm in the air like a catching a bug. He subsequently lost consciousness and started having a witness tonic-clonic seizure. Well, and just the, the same article, same editors to me just seems just seems wild. And, and you know why I say I, I'm going back on what I was saying about conspiracy theory. Like, if you think that major international multinational corporations are not like going around and gaming the system in order to get decisions that they would like. For example, uh, oil companies with climate change. It's a non-medical example. Then it's naive. To think that they're not doing that is naive. It, it very could easily have been a situation where they wanted to, they wanted, they want to get more recent 2021 citations in the publish in the public literature in order to justify a new batch of uh, regulatory changes. It happens with cannabis all the time. They reference here in the article that the FDA database is um, slanted. They say that it was, you know. They look at the overdose database, they provide statistics from it, which is, you know, okay, you're just listing the statistics of things that were bad that are in a flawed database and then having a sentence afterwards acknowledging that it's flawed, but why would you include it at all if it was a flawed source? So who's to say, Bri, but this stuff keeps coming out. We get people like you, we got to keep on fighting. Yeah. And, and also this other article was, it was like a team of, uh, psychiatry students mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's a, it's a school edited by the same two guys yeah so. this is an assignment that they got they wanted to do something flashy students always i've been a teacher in these in, in controlled substance classes like oh people always want to do what is the new drug or what what they think is interesting you know it was a, a while back it was mushrooms mm-hmm. and it was cannabis and now it's kratom and cannabis and mushrooms you know they're all there the journal and shame on the journal for allowing them to publish it with this title and you know i like i said we could uh, we can write an email right now that says hey this is a misleading article title uh, and as evidence of that, we just want to include the conclusion from the same paper that said it was associated with Kratom, not like Kratom. <laughs> and yeah. And they could, change it. they could publish it on their website with a new citation to saying that this was changed after X, Y, Z was brought to light, but it just, it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can Boy, reference the paper that says it's a, an insomnia induced, uh, psychosis. Uh, we would just like to extend an invitation to the folks who worked on this paper, a case report of Kratom-induced psychosis. Advisors, uh, Dr. Mucevic, sorry for mispronouncing that, Dr. Adler, or any of the uh, West Virginia University School of Medicine students to come on and talk about this paper. And if you recognize yourself as the subject of this paper, we would love to talk to you as well. Catch Dr. John at Jay Cachet. Music is Moonrunner by Captain Big Wheel. Kratom Science Journal Club is produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.